0: MCTV.
1: Hi. Welcome to one connection. We have a guest today her name is Cheryon Levy. She'll be talking about storytelling. But tell me how you got into storytelling.
2: Well, I got into storytelling because I get to do crazy things like this. Be glad your nose is on your face, not pasted on some other place. For if it were where it is not, you might dislike your nose a lot. Imagine if your precious nose were sandwiched in between your toes. That clearly would not be a treat, for you'd be forced to smell your feet. Your nose would be a source of dread were it placed atop your head, for it would drive you to despair, forever tickled by your hair. Within your ear, your nose would be an absolute catastrophe, for when you were obliged to sneeze, (gasps) your brain would rattle in the breeze. Your nose instead, through thick and thin, remains between your eyes and chin, not pasted on some other place. Be glad your nose is on your face, by Jack prolutsky You see, I get to teach and work with people of all ages and, and teach in a fun way, and, and with my puppets and the stories and that's a good one I like to use when I'm subbing in the in the schools, where I'll say to kids, you know, when you go home tonight, are your parents going to ask you, did you learn anything at school today, and how many times did you say, eh, nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would they ask you that question? But just as as one of the guys said, she said, did you used to teach sub in the Midland Public Schools? And did you tell that story about the ogro, the ogre in Spanish? That's what people remember are the stories. And so I've been storytelling all my life, really. Wow. But, but I do it. I get, I get to do it now. <laughs> they sometimes pay me money for it, but I get to do it with kids of all ages. Wow. Yeah.
1: So what do you usually tell stories about?
2: I, boy, I, I tell them about anywhere they ask me to tell them. Um, but mainly um, during the school year, I am known as Mrs. Puppets in the Midland Public Schools, and that's, I have a, a collection of about 100 puppets. Of all sizes and shapes and everything and and I take them in so I do that But I also um, for many years taught acting beginning acting camps at the Center for the Arts And now I'm teaching one at the North Midland Community Center. I've been doing that this summer uh, I have taught at create creative 360 uh, And told stories at creative 360 and then I've gone to n- nursing homes and Any place they ask me, I go and tell stories. Wow! But my stories—I oh, I told stories at River Day. But what I like to do is, I like to involve people in my stories, whether it's an audience participation story, or whether I take a bunch of puppets and I hand them out. And and I don't really hold a puppet very much. Um, I have. The kids in the classroom or everything like, you know, that's they're the ones that act out the story with me And even the littlest ones you watch their parents when you give a a, a Toddler a duck and all they have to do is quack. Why the parents think that's so cool And I'll tell you know and and all my stories I try to choose stories that have important lessons in them like the the importance of working together the importance of standing up to a bully. A lot of my stories are about how the littlest guy or the one that pe- other people pick on um, can 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 stand up and save the others or or teach teach the bully a lesson. Wow! So it's important that my stories represent, you know, I, uh, yeah, sure they're fun, but I also want people to learn something from them, and I also want to give children a position. Uh, permission and even older people a permission to sing to laugh to participate to become a donkey this is one of my favorite puppets her name is melody and you know i i give she she sort of has my personality sometimes kind of loud and talks a lot but I often will look in a classroom, and I'll say, this person needs to be special today, so I will save a special role in the puppet story for somebody that needs to needs, oh. needs to feel good about themselves and needs to have the other kids in the class clap for them, because you know how important it is to have people rooting for you when you try something that might be a little scary at first.
1: Wow. Oh. Yeah. Well— Are your plans for the next few months?
2: (laughs) Well, I signed up to sub in the schools again, and so I've already I've already had somebody ask me if I would would sub in their Spanish classes, which of course I love to do. Um, And then my husband and I are both what we, we retired, so we have a trip planned to California. So we we love to travel. And so we'll be going to California, but um, and then I've we've also been directing plays uh, For many many years both at the Center for the Arts and now at Creative 360 So we'll be planning for possibly directing next year Wow again, so yeah
1: Why do you sometimes with puppets
2: why do I well? I, for many years, I was a children's librarian at Grace A. Dow, and we we had a wonderful uh, puppet collection. In fact, we used to do uh, we used to do programs to promote summer reading program and and do puppet shows in in um, in this this studio right here. And um, puppets are a way for someone. It's it, it's much easier for a. a, a, a A kid, a student, was a little bit shy and unsure of themselves. If they can put a puppet up here in front of their face, people pay attention to the puppets and they can... You know, kind of, it gives them the confidence. It, the puppet's saying something, and they don't have to ha- worry about what they're going to say. Although I have always find kids. In every school, in every classroom, there's always somebody that you give them a puppet, and all of a sudden, they take over, and they know exactly what that puppet wants to say and do. And, you know, that I find that kind of fun. When somebody, I don't have to give them lines, they can come up with this character. Wow. So... Giving giving people permission to step away from themselves, from being an eight year old boy, uh, to becoming the alligator or the wolf or some you know somebody like that.
1: Wow! Is is is, is a lot of fun?
2: It is. You know what? It's a lot of fun, and it's kind of. Um, I've been you know doing it for so. I'm going to be seventy five next month.
1: Wow. And it's,
2: it's even more fun now to watch the faces of little children. You know, to them, these are real, and they really, you know, they really love it. I've had to do in the schools, like if I go into a classroom, the teachers will leave me levy time at the end of the day where I, we do the creative dramatics and the puppets and stuff. And it's great for me because the rule is we have to get all of our schoolwork done. And we've got to, you know, we've got to cooperate and we've got to, you know, and then at the end of the day, well, then I only can bring so many puppets and there are usually, you know, 30 in the class. So we keep track of who's had a part. We draw sticks or names or something. And then the next time I come, the kids that didn't get a part the other time will get a part. So we have to keep careful records with that.
1: Wow. Do you have any favorite memories when you do storytelling?
2: uh yeah (laughs) favorite memories was storytelling yeah one time i i was invited to go up to oh it was like beaverton to tell some stories and um i have this story that um called the tale of the tricky fox and one of the things i like about it it's a it's a teacher who saves the day and um, the the tricky fox character has has to wear a fun hat and and has to be really big. And I and as the children were coming into the to the room where I was telling the story, I said to one of the teachers, "Do you have a, a person in your class that needs to feel special today?" And the teacher pointed me to this young man. He was about a fourth or fifth grader. And I made him the tricky fox and he got to wear the hat and he got to have this part in this in this puppet play with the other kids And when the program was finished the teacher came up to me with tears in her eyes, and she said Can I keep your hat with the fox ears? (laughs) You know, she was kidding of course And I said why she said because that boy that that you chose to be the tricky fox was just told that he had a reading problem and that that he he was dyslexic or something and that that he and he was really embarrassed about that and he didn't want the other kids in the class to know that he had a problem and she said today he got to be the star of the show and she said it really made him feel so much better about himself that's wow. why I tell stories
1: wow so that sounds like we have a lot of fun doing this job <laughs> yes I do Yes.
2: Yes, I do. The only time it's not fun is when there's been somebody that hasn't had their name drawn, and they're, they cry. Oh, they get a puppet. The only puppet left is one that they really wanted the alligator. Alligator is very popular. And they instead had to choose the duck, you know. that That's that's when it's not fun. When there are tears, it's not fun.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for joining the Countdown conduction.
2: Thank you very much, too. You're welcome. Really enjoyed it.
1: So yeah, This is... Hello Lebby. and my name is Lou Jimmy. Here for joining Countdown Connection starting off. Hi. Welcome to Countdown Connection. This time we are with Ellie Maxwell talking about our gardens. So, how did Herbert Henry Dow come up with this idea?
3: The Dow Gardens is the estate of Herbert and Grace Dow. So they had lots of acreage and built a home in 1899. And at the time that they lived there, it was a working um, home and farm where Herbert Dow had many apple trees and other um, fruit and vegetable crops. And they raised their seven, uh, they had seven children, six raised to adulthood, uh, growing up and enjoying the gardens. However, Herbert and Grace Dow lived a long time ago. And in the 70s, the Dow Gardens made a big transition from a private estate home to a public garden. And so it's really the legacy of Herbert and Grace Dow and what their children and grandchildren and future generations even have um, shared with the community.
1: Wow. So when did you come to work for Dow Gardens?
3: I've worked for Dow Gardens for 16 years, so I'm the staff entomologist, I uh, work with insects, so beekeeping and um, work in the pollinator garden, pest control, and sharing with the community an enthusiasm for insects.
1: Wow. Okay. Oh. What was your favorite memories of books?
3: favorite memories of bugs. I've always loved bugs. As a child, I did notice insects around me. I was that, you know, unusual child that was outside collecting Dragonflies and damselflies and uh, lightning bugs at bedtime And I remember jars of box elder bugs off the side of our house So as a child, I really enjoyed insects and I grew up in Freeland So I have a lot of memories on the river in Freeland fishing with my dad and enjoying You know nature and insects are the biggest part of nature, right? There's more insects than any other living thing
1: So what can people visit the Big Bugs exhibit.
3: Yeah, so the Big Bugs exhibit is open right now at Dow Gardens, and it's there until October 15th. And so an artist named David Rogers created these sculptures out of wood and things in the environment and they're I mean when they say big we don't just mean a little bit big we mean very big the ants are 25 feet long um, and there's three of them so yeah we're encouraging families and community members and visitors uh, to come to the gardens and experience bugs bigger than life
1: Wow that sounds very fun to do.
3: It's very fun.
1: <laughs> so do you have any programs that you're excited about?
3: Um, so our summer is kind of winding down. We do still have story time on Fridays. Um, And what I'm really excited about is coming up in uh, 2023, uh, we expect our butterfly display to return to the conservatory. So exciting news on uh, that side of St. Andrews. We uh, have been renovating our 1976 conservatory uh, to be um, more um, appropriate for butterflies and just reinvented in the plant display, and we will have <clears throat> the same chrysalis and butterfly species that people have grown to know um, displayed in a re- newly renovated conservatory.
1: Wow! I also heard the bird butterfly house.
3: Yes, the butterfly house, right in uh, the butterfly house.
1: So how does how's that gonna work?
3: Yeah, so starting in about February, we get butterflies from all over the world. So farmers raise them anywhere from Florida to Costa Rica, to Ecuador, um, to Africa and Asia, and they mail us. They literally mail us, pack them up and put them in, um, you, you know, UPS boxes and send them to us. And we open up these chrysalis that have, you know, been kept safe um, for a, a trip around the world. And we open them safely in our conservatory and display the chrysalis. And we know how metamorphosis goes. Out of those chrysalis come the butterflies. We invite people to watch them as they come out of their chrysalis and dry their wings. And then we release the butterflies to fly around the plants and feed on the nectar and interact with visitors, giving them this experience in the wintertime that they wouldn't have, um, you know, in snowy Michigan.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for joining today, Ellie Maxwell.
3: You're welcome.
1: So, this is Ellie Maxwell about Herbert Henry Dow, uh, the history of Dow Gardens. And thank you for letting as an actual joined today so thank you for joining Countdown Connection.
4: You're
1: welcome. We are out in the community making connections. Let's take a look at our River Days video. Thank you for watching Free One Connection. Good morning River Days. Welcome to Free Two One Connection. We will be interviewing people at River Days. I hope you can come. let three, two, one connection. What is your favorite thing about River Days or oh, downtown Midland? I like that it brings Midland together. This event is wonderful. Okay, what
3: I love about River Days is that we bring everyone in our community together just to really be together and to create greater community. So I love that River Days is for everyone to come together.
5: Just getting outside and being with everybody and just having fun.
3: Seeing all the events, I think their favorite
0: was the lemon slushy and apple slushy. They were too small for some of the uh, the rock climbing wall and and the bungee thing. So so we're going to go up and have some dinner now. Yeah. Oh, what's your, been your favorite thing about River Days so far?
6: Um, everything.
0: Everything, he said. No, we're loving it. It's a great, great event. A lot going on. Everybody's in a good mood, and the weather's great.
1: I agree. What is your name? Daisy. Lily. Welcome to the show. Where, Where are you from? Auburn. Auburn. What is your favorite thing about River Days or downtown Midland? all the activities all the activities
4: Um, I like all the different activities they have to offer Um, they've got wonderful places to shop and eat and River Days is an awesome way to get together with friends and family
6: we've seen a lot of friends down here so far since we've been here the food is great at the Lions uh, chicken dinner and the music's awesome too well I like entertainment like this I like talking to friends like you and um, I my church is here and so I most I guess all together it's the people that I like
0: I like downtown Midland because it's small and walkable and then this is my first time at River Days so I'm just checking it out Uh, my favorite about River Days is just the sense of like community it brings because here in the smaller town like Midland you don't expect to see uh, bigger events like this so it's just nice to see people come together like this. Wow. The fun everybody's just having a good time and you know out by the water and the view and the people everybody's you know it's awesome out here.
1: Uh,
5: All the games and stuff? Cool.
0: My favorite thing about River
5: Days is that families can come and have a full day of fun and experience everything that River Days has to offer with nothing in their pockets that they can come and enjoy live music and um, great food and the kids zone and um, that it's not going to cost families an arm and a leg, it, hopefully not even a pinky finger.
4: Oh, I like that you had both of the questions, River Days and Downtown Midland because they they go hand in hand. I love that you can do, you can have a little bit of everything for everyone here like you can play some fun teenager games like cornhole and get a henna tattoo or go jump on some jumpers and then little kids have fun things to do. And adults like me have bands I can enjoy and super yummy food. There's just something for everyone. And then also, after you're done, you can go up to downtown Midland or you can have a meal in downtown Midland and then come down. So it's very much a a collaborative effort that we do with downtown Midland too, so.
6: So I'll speak for me, my favorite thing is. Is getting back out and meeting my friends and and colleagues out in the community and meeting great people like yourself and and being involved in something in the community.
3: My favorite thing is the wonderful restaurants, but tonight I'm really excited about seeing the air blo- hot air balloons. And the kids are too.
6: Yeah. Air balloons? Yeah. Can you
3: have a thing? No. <laughs> What's your favorite? Talk to the mic. When we go like to restaurants with our family and places
4: in downtown.
1: The yummy ice cream downtown? Yeah. That sounds fun.
3: Uh, favorite
4: thing to me is a lot of activities and a lot of like live music and you can do a lot of things here and uh, connect with different people. So so far, I love all the music and the food. So thank you.
6: Well, I would have to say it was the hot dog eating contest that was held here earlier today. I, I know my limitations, but those guys didn't have any, so it was a lot of fun. Um, did you win? I didn't. I called the winner, one of them, the, one of the co-champions, so a lot was fun to, to have by all. Just being out here with all the people and out by the water and the nice music and good food that they have.
4: My favorite thing about River Days is that you get an opportunity to see a lot of people that maybe you haven't seen during the summer, some friends, some family, and I really enjoy getting out and seeing this many people and seeing all the families kind of come out together and enjoy maybe their last hurrah before school starts back up.
1: Um, well, the zipline is the scariest, well wall climbing would be originally, but I'm just like um, a little bit too low for it, so zip line.
5: And we love the afterglow. It's beautiful to watch. Oh, I
6: love the rides and
5: stuff. I love the rides and stuff. Yeah. This time, not the afterglow and fireworks. They're not as good as this.
1: How has Miller helped you thrive all of the best life? Well, I'm a self-described townie, so I grew up here and this has been home for me forever. So, it's the only life I know and I
6: think it's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: Well Midland has been such a wonderful place for our children to grow up, to make friends, to be able to contribute and give back to the community. And I've had so many opportunities in Midland. It's just been a joy to live here and I'm just thankful for all that Midland does.
0: Well,
3: uh,
5: my wife was born and raised here and Midland's just a great community to to live in.
0: We live and work here. Yeah. And the born here have lots, Midland has lots to offer, uh, families, great schools, um, uh, hospital,
1: just uh, a great community.
0: Great community.
1: Well, thank you for your time. By being
2: such a great community with so many friendly people, it's a great place to live and work and raise a family. We love it.
1: That's fun. How about
6: um, I like everything.
1: That's awesome. fun. Thank you for joining Hey, us thank you. Okay. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Like
3: um, Kurt said, we've been here for 25 years,
4: so we raised our family here, our two boys, and it's just a wonderful place for our family and community. We've enjoyed it.
6: It's an awesome town to raise a family. We've met a lot of nice people here. We've really enjoyed the last 25 years here. Well, again, it's the people. I, I find them uplifting. Uh, to talk with various people and learn about them and share stories, so it's good.
0: My wife is from Midland, so I would say that adds a really big part to my life and helps me thrive. Uh, I, so I own a small business, and the local vendors and just some people around Midland have been super supportive and helping me grow that over the last few years, so that... Midland is just, it's all around a great place. You know, a lot of friendly people. Every time you meet somebody, they're willing to give you a handshake or a hi you doing doing. That's, that's about it.
6: How has Midland helped you
0: thrive? Uh,
5: probably school. Cool. Mm-hmm. I... I am so grateful to Midland's wonderful school system. I have three kids and I didn't realize how important that was to a community until I had them and um, I just I feel really safe sending them to school. Their teachers have always been marvelous. They always have a choice of after school activities to do and It just makes me happy to to see them interact with their
4: teachers and classmates. I think that uh, they're going to thrive as well because of it. That's a really good question, too. I love that Midland has such a neighboring community. I remember moving into my house and it has a park in the backyard. And I remember my neighbors within the first week coming to say hello and introducing my uh, introducing them to me. And it really made me feel at home right away.
6: So we love Midland. Uh, four seasons of Midland. Uh, very inclusive, very welcoming community. It reminds me a lot of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, we like coming downtown to the Tridge. There's always fun activities to do. Um, just a very fun. It's It's got a lot of great, great library and the Performing Arts Center. It's just a lot of different activities to do to enrich yourself in Midland.
4: Uh, because, like I said, I'm from Bay City and the Midland and Bay City is very close to each other. It's like sister or brother city. So for what I do in Bay City is actually very connected with how I can ground myself in Midland because I do events in both cities. So to be here, to do events here, allow me to connect with the community, to understand what the community needs and for me to kind of bring my healing practice into the community. So that's really, really beautiful.
1: Well, thank you for joining.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you.
6: That's a great question, Luke. There's a lot of ways I could answer that question, but since I grew up here, I'm my my wife Sue and I are raising our family here. Um, my kids have gone to some of the same schools that I've attended, Midland High, Northeast, Chestnut Hill. It just makes me so proud to see how our family's grown here in town and the family in the town that I grew up in. So I, I do thrive with that. Uh, probably the school systems and the
1: available to our children and our kids and the inclusive environment that we have here in this town.
4: Well coming from a small town and moving to Midland it's been a little bit of a culture shock in a good way. There's the museum, the Center for the Arts, um, you get to go to the, the library, it's very much bigger than what we came from in West Branch and just all the different culture of the food and just culturing my kids a little bit more than just a really small town. Yet, we feel really safe in Midland and we just really think it's very family oriented.
1: So one, of, one of the
4: things is Midland offers a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of resources and a lot of community activities that you can benefit from. Personally, I have benefited most by saving two hours on commute time which I would otherwise have in a big city and that lets me put put those two hours to something more useful. Yeah.
1: Well thank you for coming in Midland from India. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. We love it. Thank you so much. Nice thank you, so much. Thank you.